game day. Hope you guys are having a wonderful evening. Um, there was no football game played, right? Nothing happened really significant. Florida State loses to the Pittsburgh Panthers 41-17. to Florida State goes to 2-5. and five. The Pittsburgh Panthers come off of a four-game losing streak and come into Tallahassee and Doe Campbell Stadium and absolutely dismantle the Seminoles. I, I, I kind of I, – this is the first time where I'm just kind of a loss for words and I just don't really know what to say, guys. I, I, I have no clue what to say. Jordan Travis, you don't see him in the second half. He's heard – I don't know. Just everybody give their first raw reactions, please. My first raw reaction is I think our – it's a ripple effect. I really believe a ripple effect, and I think our offensive line is the ripple effect. Travis couldn't get on the edge. He couldn't get calm in the pocket. He couldn't get any time. I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete, and I think our receivers and our other and our backs made a lot of plays for him tonight. But as far as him having time, he had none. And when you get back in the chains, then your defense on the field a lot more than they should be. And, I mean, they can only make so many stops. Not saying that they played phenomenal. They played decent tonight. I mean, they – they, they left a couple plays on the football field, I'll say that. But, I mean, you had – the guys that we know they're going to play football on defense play football tonight, let's just say that. The guys that we know that's been consistent all year. But when you're off the line plays like that, you get behind the change. Your defense is left on the field. There's too many snaps for those guys to play. And, I mean, you can't, you can't expect to compete in a football game like that. Uh, well, I mean – First off, for all you Miami fans, you kiss my ass. Um, that's forever and always. What'd you uh, say? Well, let me find all those Miami fans that are talking shit on YouTube can kiss my ass. Uh, but anyways, uh, that was you know, looking at this game, um, you know, to kind of build on what Carlos said, um, this seems garbage, and you know. For for me, what continues to stand out is that back-to-back games where they just can't get the ball down the field. Um, you know, they, they cannot get any play, any consistent play past 10 yards. Louisville, now Pitt, they didn't respect anything with, with Florida State in the passing game. So they just sold out. And, and, and um, you know, if you don't think that this Pitt team coming into the season is talented up front, and uh, their performance all season has been good all year. Um, they just pinned their ears back and, and went out to Florida State. So, um, you know, losing Love Taylor what, what was a massive blow for the offense. Um, they were moving the ball well when he was in the game. And then you have uh, Washington go in and just completely hold under pressure. But uh, – the, the, the defense gave up too many plays. I disagree with Carlos. I think the defense played like crap. Um, I think that they, especially in the back end, continue to, to get exposed from the slot. Um, a, a team that has been absolutely horrible running the ball all year long. Um, found a lot of success, especially late in the second quarter and into the second half running the ball. Um, just a bad effort. Uh, overall, as a team. So, um, yeah. I don't have anything really positive to say, except for, um, yeah, <coughs> ready for next week. Big game, Clemson, right? <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I pretty much agree with you got with uh, what you guys said. I mean, coming into this game for me, I really thought it was going to be whether the Florida State defense held Pittsburgh, you know, under under uh, thirty points, and that obviously didn't happen. We knew that the offense was going to struggle. I mean, Pittsburgh had a top fifteen defense coming into this game, and as you noted, Nate, a very good defensive line. Um, finished with seven sacks, fourteen tackles for loss today. So. It it wasn't good, especially after Devontae Love Taylor went down, as you noted. And um yeah, I mean the Florida State offense couldn't get it done, but the defense was just even more disappointing because we knew that this wasn't a very productive Pittsburgh offense. I think they average about two point nine yards per carry on the season coming into this game. Their longest rush of the season was twenty two yards. So mm-hmm. it was it was really embarrassing to to see them do Florida State like that. That was the most points that Pittsburgh has scored against an FBS opponent all year, and they hit that mark by the third quarter. Yeah, we saw, obviously, Jordan Travis being there for the first part of the game. Um, it's just hard keeping him healthy in game. It's, it's easy to see that. It was kind of a shock to a lot so of people. Much. Yeah, it's kind of a shock to everybody to see. Obviously, you have James Blackman come in to start off the second half. I think Twitter was about to start killing one another. And then the second throw that he takes, it is a I, – I mean, I've got to watch what I say online. Um, I mean, but it was, can a, I it ask was a an question? interception. Can I ask suspended from Twitter again, man. I'll be suspended again from Twitter. I will be suspended. Did you guys, I, almost did, I almost did get suspended. Did you guys today. see the back camera view when they did the instant replay? From the interception? Like, did, you watch, did you watch his helmet? He stared at it. He stared the whole, yeah, he the stared whole down the whole time. I mean, you're you're a senior. Like, you're super senior. Like, you're an old guy. You've been here three coaches in. You don't stare down routes. I don't care how I don't I don't care how many of the reps you're not getting. I mean, I get it. I totally get it. I mean, you're cold, you come I mean, but I will come in with a little bit like, okay, let me try to make something. Let me bring some juice. My guy's hurt. You know what? Let me do something. You came in, and the first pass you threw was batted down. The second pass you threw was a pick, and it turned into points. Mm-hmm. You wasted two reps you could have gave to Purdy. And I don't want to say he was necessarily cold because, I mean, going into halftime, they had to have known that Travis was injured and probably wouldn't come back out. So he was probably preparing for that moment the whole time. And That's, You're 100% right. It, it, 100% it, did right. Not go, it did not go as planned at, at all. Anyone who has 32 games under their belt should be able to come off the bench and and, and not be blown away by the moment. And the fact that he pre-snap was looking at Terry, took the snap, was looking at Terry. I mean, a, a, a Pop Warner kid knew where that ball was going and could make a play on that. But, you know, the instant reaction, looking at the statistics, looking at, you know uh, – Three interceptions again, so three turnovers. Um, you know, still 75 plays on the FSU side versus 63 to pit. Um, you know, they didn't do a ton on offense, 5.7 yards per play. But, you know, the three turnovers is, um, you know, the nail in the coffin for, for Florida State. You know, 14-3. And, and – I think all of us can sit here and agree that that 14-3 felt pretty dominant. It wasn't a close 14-3 to start. Um, and then, you know, you lose Taylor, and then you lose all your momentum after the, the, the fumble that wasn't a fumble. Um, and then 
you know, they go down, they score, and then if, if I have my sequence correctly, um, you know, Travis throws a pick, and then and then it's on. You, you just feel this, the energy sap out of the team. You know, again, you know, we talk about adversity, you talk about everything. They just can't withstand anything that can't battle back. They're, they're, they're an elite front-running team. Um, it's, it's hard to watch. And at times you can't even say that we're we're a front running team, Nate. Because I mean, yeah. we and, and gave I, up a lead to the number five team in the country. We yeah. had them pent, like we had them pent. Thirty-one-seven. Yeah, they right. were pent. So uh, yeah, I mean, it seems to be when we do have the upper hand and we are playing well and we putting points up early, we have a lead that we seem to be a front running team. But I mean, I mean, we talked about when we played North Carolina. I felt like we've learned how to have adversity, but mm -hmm. we learn how to close. We've lost that in every sense of the, like, uh, everywhere. It, it, I mean, we had no fight back. I 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, I, I know Dustin threw out the, the stat on Twitter, but um, up 31-7 against Carolina, but not scored 110 to 33 in the last six quarters since then. So, I mean, I, 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 I don't understand how they just can't score in the second half. I mean, it just tells me that by the adjustments, whatever they, they, they try to adjust to, they just don't have the horses to get it done. And the stat is um, Florida State hasn't scored in the second half since the 12:25 mark of the third quarter against Notre Dame, which is 117 minutes and 25 seconds of game time without any points in the second half, except, except you know, that safety that Emmett Rice got against Louisville. Mm. Clap, clap horrible. for that. Horrible, man. <clears throat> it's pitiful. What, I mean, what, like, what, like, what do you do? What do you, I mean, what, what is the solution? Where do we go? Like, what's the solution here, guys? What, what do you, what do you think the coaching staff needs to go to even, to even, even be able to motivate these guys to play? Do you think these guys are still motivated to play? No, nah, they, they they tapped out when they went down. Um, you know. Uh, that's uh, a party uh, pick six told me everything. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't close then, but I mean, it just kind of tells me the offense. There's no to effort to make a tackle right through the middle. I mean, I thought the I thought the the play was blown dead. That's how bad it was. I thought the play was blown dead, but sure enough, that was a live play going in for a pick six. I was like, is anyone on this team going to try and maybe tackle him? Maybe you know, stop him. So. Dead. You're, you're back. You're back to where you were when this team just gives up fully. Let's just say it straight up. This it's going back to that. We've made it. We're back to the Willie Taggart area. You know, Norvell. This is another pitiful game for Norvell, and, and we're not talking about enough. But you're not scoring points in the second half. Uh, we've been very positive on Norvell, and we we've seen things that have been going on that we like. We like the discipline here and there, but holy mm -hmm. shit. There hasn't yeah. been any points scored. It's it's about time where at least some of us on here have got to be like calling him accountable because that, yeah. that's that's it's it's you're back to Norvell. The team is falling apart. It's it's a complete shit show in Tallahassee. Yeah. Here, here's what Carlos. So we we talked about this uh, here recently about the lack of carries. Corbin six carries. Webb seven. Total Philly one. I think they would have went away from the run so quickly. Um. You know, I, I I don't understand how Webb only has seven carries. Corbin, who looked pretty good today, six carries. You know, I so mean, thir thirteen carries for your running backs today. I, I think I think that 
because we've had so much success with the RPO game and with Travis's legs, you want to try to push that. And I think that kind of yeah. became our identity. Like, you know, we ran the ball well the next couple games after North Carolina. We were able to give our backs and we defined Webb. We talked about it on here. Webb should be the guy. Webb became the guy. Why he's not getting those respectable carries, I don't know. I love spreading the wealth, but why are we not running the ball downhill? If we can't protect the quarterback, why can't we just move forward? Like, right. you know, you don't want to drop back and pass him. We can't get him out on the edge. Why not just run the football? Let's make let's just make an identity. We stop trying to we, – we obviously don't have one, and this is not it. Let's just change the philosophy a little bit. Let's try to run the football a little bit more and see how that works. I mean, we have the backs that want the ball. They're young. They have time to develop in this, in, in, in this offense. So, I think – I mean – it's not up to us. I'm just saying something it, has to click. It, 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 it's quite clear now that this team can't get the ball downfield through the air. Um, and I, I think they've given up. I think against Carolina, they they went away from the run uh, too early, too. So, um, you know, my, my, my question of Norvell would be, why, why, why are we going away from, from that? Um, and with, with Travis Hurt, you know, that takes away the, the dynamic. Um, I, I think he had a concussion off that off that hit, that tackle from behind late in the, the second quarter. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'm not going to sit here and question Norvell. Um, I don't think the coaches are beyond questioning, but I do I do question the lack of running. 13 carries when when they were moving the ball, um, three four yards per play. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know. Disappointing. Those those numbers are really disappointing. I mean, mm -hmm. okay, people say the season's washed. Blah blah blah. What about for recruiting now? Like, how, oh, do, you, how do you how do you sell that? Like, how do you sell thirteen carries in conference play for all your backs? Period. Not just one back, but for all your running backs. Thirteen mm -hmm. touches. How do you explain that going into recruiting? I mean, that's just another. This is another just little dropping the water for a ripple effect there yeah i was talking to one of my friends here that was watching the game with me and i i told him you know we we have heard of things you know in the group chat and the commitment group chat nate has been very in the connect he's one of the most connected guys with recruiting and just for my personal opinion if it were me right now i i want and carlos i want to get your take too i would want nothing to do with Tallahassee right now i would want nothing to do with it if I if I'm a recruit, there okay. There, there's two different. There's two different. If I'm if I'm why a, would I? I? Why I'm a five star I? recruit. If I'm a five star recruit, I have two options. I can come to Tallahassee, dominate at what Tallahassee would be considered what a Connecticut, so like, so like right, a, a Connecticut, a USF would be playing at the level at um, SMU. I mean, so like Byron the, Jones. Byron Jones with the Connecticut was a first round pick. I mean, he was a monster. So, I mean, it's possible. So, so, like, the only player that's on the team right now is Asante Samuel Jr. That's it. Bam. That's, if you're, that, if you're just being he's honest. Going to the being, league. He's going Arvin to the league. Arvin Wilson was a five-star. He's limping. I, I swear. I, I know. I don't. Don't, 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 don't. Get me, don't get that started over here. We're not <laughs> going off no. target here. But keep going, um, Lewis. Keep but, going. But, and, but if, if, I, if I was a kid that had a late offer from Florida State, I would definitely consider coming to Florida State because now I'm hungry. Like, those kids are the guys I want. 
You know, I mean, you can, it's two different roads you can take. You can take advantage of being a five-star recruit, coming here, dominate the guys, making the older guys that's been here not producing, outwork them, take their spot, and put yourself in position and carry a program into the future if, you, if, you, if you're willing to help build. I mean, we uh, Lars Woodby, when we got him out of California, that's what we expected out of him. He was a transition player for change. He was supposed to help recruit and build and develop and help us move forward. We didn't have that out of him. He's now a role player. I don't hear him much. I don't see much of him. I don't hear much of his name being called. So, I mean, it's two, It's a lot of different ways you can take. I mean, for me personally, I came to Florida State at a perfect time. We were transitioning right, right after Bobby had left. And my brother was here, so I had a connection here. And then Jimbo had kept the commitment to my offer. And Coach Stoops was a great defensive back coach. So I just took advantage of the system. And I played – I was around some of the best talent in the country at the time. The two starting corners was Greg Reed and Xavier Rose. Xavier Rose ended up being a first-round pick. I mean, I had first-round D linemen in front of me. I mean, I played with some of the best linebackers now that, that, that played in the league. I mean, so I just took advantage of the system. So if guys want to come to Florida State and they feel like they can fit in, come and fit in and take advantage of the system. Take advantage of having poor, poor, poor players that don't want to perform around you. Take advantage of guys going, what, possibly not win another football game this season, and you can come in and play right now and put yourself on the map. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it just depends on what you want. Well, you go to Alabama, and you go play a year and a half, red shirt or freshman year, and just play two years and leave and possibly get drafted in the first or get drafted at all. Or you, I mean, it just depends on what you want to do. Mm -hmm. I would take advantage of the system. I want to be that guy, quote, unquote. I mean, there are a lot of guys doing right now at Florida State. They're quote unquote that guy, but they're not producing as that guy. And we, I mean, we it's a list of them. I mean, the TV talked about them tonight. A list of guys that have the potential to be 13, has a potential to be a, a first day pick and a second day pick, but he hasn't produced it all season. 11 hasn't done it all season. 21 hasn't done it all season, but the capabilities are there. I feel like they take advantage of the system. You go into a program that's well known. They've, they've been at the top, and yet your position, they've had guys been drafted highly year after year. So the pedigree of producing is already there. So why not go join that? It's easy to get in there. I have one a year and a half, maybe a season, and what? I'm drafted, second-day pick, boom, I'm in there. You get them? So, I mean, just take advantage of the system. It just depends on what you want to do. Uh, um, to kind of follow up on that, you know, when you, when you talk to some of these kids, um, the first Florida State fans need to understand and realize that right now Florida State is not going to land five-star top-flight kids um, because they they want to they want to win. At the no. same time, not every five-star kid wants to put in the work to to, to get FSU back. That's the mentality. Not not every kid, not every recruit has that. I mean, you look at what Florida State has in this class right now, it's more of a mentality of, of understanding what's going on with with the team in Tallahassee. And, and they see opportunity. Um, you know, they still see that the, the, the logo holds weight, the brand holds weight. They see opportunity. They, they trust in Norvell. But at the same time, it, it has to be concerning to see um, – you know, what's transpired on the field. But, you know, these kids talk. They talk to current players. They're not stupid. Carlos can attest to this. Uh, you know, you know, once you form a relationship, they, they stay in touch. Um, 
the, the guys who are, who are dialed in, they know what's going on. Um, you know, you know, we've talked about it for two weeks. This is a team that's not um, on the same page, and we continue to see that result on the field. Um, in terms of recruiting, uh, it's just you're going to have to find the guys who are going to have to probably evaluate a little bit harder. You're going to have to find those those lower four star, three star guys, and 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 develop, and that that's fine. I, I, I'm in the boat where you get the guys who want to put in the work and, and, and have and show potential um, and, and then do your best to, to, to shoot your shot at the, at the high, high, high level kids. But it, it's a work in progress and it, it, anyone needs to understand that. It's, it's not a full state, it's not plug and play like they were in 12, 13, 14. Um, just not there right now. You can't expect them to uh, come in with everything that's been going on and, and expect to just start landing big, big time kids. I wonder why James Blackman got put in there before Purdy. Uh, Norvell said in this press conference, uh, he thought that you know, his, his experience would give them a spark. Hmm. What kind of spark happened? <laughs> I mean, I, when it, when I saw that's the just move... kind of things I'm questioning right now, I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm not, Given too much, I will talk about it on our full episode. But yeah. that was one of the most. The last two weeks have been deeply disappointing in the in the Norvell side of things. So. When I yeah. when I saw the James Blackman move, I, I thought it was probably just because of how talented and experienced that that Pitt front seven was, and yeah, I mean, he, he didn't want to put Purdy out there and instantly get him killed. But mm. I mean, it really it only took three plays for. It, it yeah, was he was back up. To be yeah. Purdy shot he, anyway. He didn't have a choice. That was exactly what happened. He didn't have a choice when the boobers came out. He didn't have a choice. You know, if, you know, let's be real, Blackman would have had a three and out. He probably would have went back in. Um, but the pick sealed it. Pick's done. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> that, that's not, that's like an interception. That's where the killer man's confidence, though, man. You let the go. Come on yeah. now. Come on now. And he talked to him, and then you, Norvell has this way of talking to the players where it's not like, hey, man, I'm not angry you threw a pick, but you threw a pick, man, and you look real bad right now. So, <laughs> no, I'm not going to yell at you. I'm going to let you know how bad that read was. And, and just make sure you go sit down. Yeah, they what, never, what, what, what they never see, look yeah, upset. The guys never Let's look go. upset when he talks to them. They never yeah. look, like, disappointed. It's like, dang, I know I'm not getting back in the game. And they just walk more? away. How many more wins this season? We'll end this off. Uh, how many more wins for the season, please? Someone give one. Me. A game against Duke. Like there will be a good game against Duke. I think it's going to be Florida State. Florida State's going to beat Duke ten to nine. I mean, I, 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 I need to stop. I need more shots. I have Jameson in there. Look at this, Los. Look, look at this. As someone being in that 2013 locker room, can you just tell me straight up, like, what does this do to you? Like, I know you talk with some of the boys that you played with, um, but what does this like for you as a player? Because we we never played, but you being there, you won a national championship. You set the mark of what this team is supposed to be, what this program is supposed to be. You tell me right now what this feels like for you, what you set up this team, and now it's literally falling apart into where Florida State University is most certainly a basketball school right now. 
I am looking forward to basketball. I never used to be that way. I never used to be that way. Nate is going to come out tomorrow and say he's looking forward to basketball, and he has no interest in basketball. He is looking forward to basketball. He's looking forward to it. Florida State University is a basketball university right now. It is a soccer university. You tell me right now, Carlos, how does that feel? How does that it's, feel to you right now? Honestly, it's, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It really, really, really is. But I always talk about – We all. I always say – I always make sure I talk about the guys that you see consistently want to play. And they always got to leave you with some hope. Amari's not a senior. He's not gone. I mean, I'm sorry Asante's gone. Like, I wish he had another year. I mean, the guys you expect it to be – and I talk about 11 to 13 to 21 because – we always have a do- dominant front seven. No matter what shape or form our front seven is formed in, our D-line, our outside backers, they always bring heat. We have a g- great front seven. They're not living up to that expectation. But you see the corner play. You see our young guys coming in. What, 73% of our roster is what, freshmen and sophomores. But they're playing their asses off. So, yeah, it sucks to watch year after year. Watch a Taggart was hard. Because week after week, you see them bump into some new new music you bump into, but you see them putting nothing in, like nothing in the end zone. You see them giving up points after points after points. They're not putting wins in the column. And, and Norvell is his first season. Yes, it's tough. We're going through a pandemic. We understand. It's been a lot of things going on. Yeah. It's just it's, it's hard to watch. But I, I, ha- I have a, little, a lot of optimism because our young guys are willing to go out there and battle. Yeah. And that's the honesty. I mean, our young guys are willing to go out there and put stuff on the line, and that puts stuff on film, and that's something to build off of going into next year. Well, I think that's pretty much going to do it. We don't want to spend another 30, 45 minutes because we most certainly could, but I feel like I'm like one more beer away from getting canceled and being suspended again on Twitter like I was last night. So I don't want to do that again. I'd rather stay. I close today. I did get close today. I did tweet. I want to kill you, Georgia Bulldogs, but I deleted that immediately because I knew I was about to be suspended again. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> it just uh, – Florida manhandles, I mean, just spanks Georgia and Jacksonville, and then this happens in Tallahassee. Do you, you really think Georgia was going to beat Florida? I thought it would be a better game than that. Can I tell you a secret, though? You know what I always think about during this time period? The teams that have, like, all this pendant, like this uh, COVID stuff, they got to sit back and wait to play. Remember what Dad Mullen said? Every time I'll get, I want to play, tic-tac-toe, I want to beat your ass. I want to beat your ass. Them boys had to sit at the crib. I guarantee when they went up there to Jacksonville, wherever they played this year, I didn't get a chance to watch it. Wherever they played, that cocktail party, man, Florida was out there on the mission. I don't care how Georgia started. They wanted to beat their ass. And Dad Mullen instilled that in them guys. No, I can't. I hate Florida. I hate the Gators. But I am a fan of Dan Muller's philosophy about his want, how he wants his players to approach the game of football. That I'm a fan of. If, if we can find a way to get that instilled into our locker room and our, our roster, there's no reason why we, we can't compete in the ACC. Well, we'll talk about it on Thursday night. We'll talk about it Thursday night at 9 p.m. We'll go live then. This has been our instant reaction to Florida State's I can't even say dismantling loss. That's what I used last week. Um, just sucking Second straight thing. loss to a team on a four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. We lost to Pitt, man. Pitt. Pitt. What was the score in 2013? The Steelers. Like, last time I know, Pitt was relevant. It was like Dan Marino. Yeah. I'm 27, so like – What year was Dan Marino? You're getting old. Like, You're getting old. 1982. 
Hey, Logan, line that shit up, dog. <laughs> Yeah, no, like Dustin said, they did not face the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, this time. This was the Pittsburgh Panthers. They didn't have no James Conner, no Aaron Donald. Um, just some good old average offensive play and some good defense. Just couldn't handle it. But that is our instant reaction from Hear the Spirit. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can listen to all of our podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Spotify for on iTunes. Feel free feel free to rate five stars. We definitely uh, thank you for hanging out with us this evening. Enjoy y'all's weekend. Enjoy NFL tomorrow. I know I will go Steelers. Hope you guys have a good rest of y'all's weekend and we will talk to you guys in just a couple of days. See you guys.